1: Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the studios
0: of 97 to 1, the Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this is another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Coming up on today's show, what could Oklahoma City possibly do with the number 21 pick overall? I will tell you about an interesting proposal I got from the good folks at Locked On Mavericks. I took it. I'll tell you why I took it. So essentially, there was about a 20-minute time span in my life where I got to play Sam Presti. Why that was awesome. What, What Oklahoma City did with it. Why I think it will improve Oklahoma City. Plus, we'll talk about Billy Donovan still twisting in the wind. And how much of a concern is that to him going into this season that... He doesn't have a contract. In segment number two, we'll talk about KD's legacy getting submitted, especially if he never steps on the court this finals, although he is supposed to play tonight as GSW faces elimination against Toronto. I'll tell you how KD's reputation has improved. And finally, the Pelicans considering a multi-team trade to get rid of Anthony Davis and Tony Parker. Says goodbye to the association. My name's Eric G. I'm the co-host of the Pat Jones Show for 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa. You can also check out my website, Thunder Maven, at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And if you like what you hear, please download the Himalaya app to your phone. When you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll tell you more about Himalaya coming up here in just a few minutes. But the latest reports, according to ThunderWire.com, is that Oklahoma City just can't seem to find any takers for that number 21 pick overall. And they may be stuck with picking somebody off their draft board. And I haven't talked a lot about these guys because, quite frankly, they don't excite me. And I know at some point I'm going to have to tell you what somebody brings to the table for the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I'm still holding out hope that despite NBA rules that says the Oklahoma City Thunder cannot trade that number that, that first-round pick two years in a row, that eventually the, the Thunder will find somehow to get rid of that pick, even if it's taking a player and trading them to another team, to get some veteran help that might actually give them an opportunity to make a run in the playoffs this year. And I feel like I'm asking way too much for the Thunder to do this because what I've seen happen in the past is that a lot of people go out on these really crazy limbs when talking about Oklahoma City, begging Sam Presti to go out and get certain superstars or begging Sam Presti to get high-priced free agents. And they're not realistic about what the Thunder situation is. And then those people are blessed when Paul George and Carmelo Anthony show up in Oklahoma City. So maybe I should ask for something crazy. And here I am here I go. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And this actually wasn't even my idea. I can't even remotely take credit for this. This all comes from the guys from Locked On Mavericks who proposed a trade because right now on Locked On NBA, we're doing our draft shows. We're trying to to set up all the hosts from all the other Locked On podcasts to participate in this. So I get a text the other day from the guys at Locked On Mavericks and what they want to give me, and I thought this was a great trade for Oklahoma City. Mavericks get the 21st pick overall, and then Oklahoma City, in return, gets Tim Hardaway Jr. and Justin Jackson. Now, Tim Hardaway Jr. is scheduled to make, I think, $18 $18 million this year. But the good news is, and I know we've talked about him before on this podcast, is that he has a player option next year. So in a way, that could be an expiring contract. He's making $18 million this year, $18 million plus the next year with that player option. And if Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't working out with Oklahoma City, I do like the fact that you could then spin him to another team at the trade deadline, and maybe he picks up his option and he dings them for $18 million, or, and eventually they trade him off and because that's another expiring contract or they salary dump him, whatever. But if he does work out, then you've got a legitimate two-guard that starts for Oklahoma City... You can then figure out if whether or not you're going to try and trade a guy like Andre Robertson or whether or not you feel Terrence Ferguson has more value, but you finally have a two guard who shoots over 30% from three that might actually give you some decently consistent scoring at that position, which you have not had since Tabo was in uniform for Oklahoma City. So, I like that. The other thing I like is Joshua Jackson or Josh Jackson coming on because then that gives you a backup to Paul George. Gives you more of a legitimate backup who can give you some scoring off the bench. Plus, he's cheap. I think the most he's going to make in his next two years, and that's two years on his contract because he's still on his rookie deal before he hits into restricted free agency. It's going to make like five mil. But it gives you a viable backup for Paul George, which the Thunder don't have, and somebody who's coming off the bench, who's young, who you can develop. And I think we also kicked in in the trade. I yes, I forgot. There's one more addition to this trade. We kicked in Dennis Schroder. We being the Oklahoma City Thunder, and me for this particular moment being Sam Presti, decided to kick in Dennis Schroder, and I'm fine with that. Then that way you give Jawan Evans an opportunity in training camp to see if he's going to muster up, see if he can give Oklahoma City anything. But that right now is what I want to see happen with the 21st pick. Not necessarily that scenario, although I feel that that is a very good scenario for Oklahoma City. But I just want to see something other than what the Thunder are getting right now or could possibly get right now with the 21st pick overall because I just don't see whoever it is, being able to come in and be an impact player. And you think about when Steven Adams was taken, which was what? Was he the 12th pick overall that year that that he was taken um, and actually selected before Giannis Antetokounmpo? It, it took Steven Adams a while to develop. And I've seen the clickbait story about Steven Adams going to Washington for Bradley Beal. I'm not entirely opposed to that. Uh, and that's something that we'll delve into tomorrow here on Locked on Thunder as we look at all possible scenarios for Oklahoma City. Now we have to go back to this. Sam Presti from his exit interview earlier this summer talking about Billy Donovan. Um, you know, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, business as usual. Um, you know, Sam and I had a chance to, to, to visit uh, a little bit on the plane yesterday on the way back just talking about the next couple days and getting together. So I'm sure he and I will get a chance to sit down as some of this stuff slows down and and, and talk in more detail and look forward to that. But for me, it's just okay, you know, handling uh, our players uh, today and the team today and, you know, giving them some some things to to think about going into the offseason, most importantly, where we can get better and where we can improve. Today on our show in Tulsa, 97 won the Sports Animal, the Pat Jones Show. We had Bill Haston on who has covered sports a long, long time here in the state of Oklahoma. And we were discussing Billy Donovan, Sam Presti, and the whole scenario playing out in Oklahoma City. And and, and Bill brought up a good point as to why would Billy Donovan want to continue to coach here in Oklahoma City? Why didn't he go hard after the Michigan job? Why didn't he go hard after the UCLA job? Why did he continue to let things ride out? And honestly, I can't answer that question because I'm in I'm in with Bill's line of thinking considering the fact that Russell Westbrook has the keys to the organization. He's not giving them back anytime soon. Donovan is in lame duck status, which Eric Horn brought up a good point today in in the Oklahoman about how Billy Donovan could get a contract extension at some point before the season starts. But if you can't come to any agreement, if you're having these talks and you can't come to any agreement here in the next few weeks, it's better to sever those ties instead of let things continue to drag out. And Sam Presty knows this. Billy Donovan knows this. The, the whole of the Thunder know this. But I don't get the feeling that that's what's going to happen. And it looks like the Thunder have a really good opportunity to make a mess of this season by having Billy Donovan on the sideline and him wondering what his future is with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Unless Billy Donovan is going into this season thinking, okay, I won't cite an extension. It's one more year left on the deal and then some college or some other NBA team is going to come calling, so I can just have a clean break with Oklahoma City once the season is over, then I can leave. The problem is with a lot of college jobs is they want you before the NBA season is over, and in the Thunder's case, a lot of times that extends well into the month of April, and that's prime recruiting time as you're getting close to signing day in college basketball. So if I'm Billy Donovan... That's where I want to be at this point. You know, if I'm going back to college, I want to be in, in position to take that job as soon as I humanly can so I can recruit, I can get a staff stabilized, and I'm not waiting around. So even if that means you're taking a few months off, you're still in a better position than you would having just kind of the whole uncertainty of the thunder hanging over your head. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Don't forget to download Himalaya to your phone. All you got to do is go to the Google App Store or the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Download Himalaya to your phone. Get into your car. Tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And Himalaya has people who will actually curate a playlist for you. They will take what you listen to every single day. They'll look at your taste and then they'll curate a playlist for you so you never have to worry about what podcast is next. They've got it all decided. That's Himalaya. It's free. It's super, super easy to use, and it's helping the Locked On Podcast Network. Coming up next, why Katie's legacy is becoming cemented in a good way even if he doesn't take the court in in the rest of the NBA Finals. We'll explain that next I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Congratulations to Kevin Durant. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that, and I know it's blasphemous to say that here on this podcast. But here's why Kevin Durant deserves congratulations. Because you're finally getting exactly what you want. And that is peace of mind to know that you are the reason for Golden State being a dynasty. Period. And yes, I know Klay Thompson was hurt, was not able to play in game three when Toronto went up two games to one. And then Klay Thompson actually played pretty well the other night in games in game four when the Raptors took a, a three games to one lead. But you could just see it. I mean, if you watch that game, if you want to know where that game really turned, really truly turned this weekend, is when Kawhi Leonard hit back-to-back threes, Golden State didn't answer, and Toronto for the first time, and this was right at the beginning of the third quarter. When Toronto took that lead, this that game was all of a sudden over because you could start to see the body language from Golden State. You could tell. That they were tired, that they were middly drained. They look like Apollo and Rocky. That's the best way I can describe it. If you've ever seen the original Rocky, I think it's the fifteenth round final, essentially the final fight scene of the movie, where Rocky has been cut on both eyes. He's bleeding out of both eyes. His shorts have gone from white to red, and he's in the corner, and he's he's got both his he's got both his fists up, both his gloves, and he's motioning to Apollo to come over. And Apollo, what's he do? shrugs, shakes his head, and has that look that says, I've thrown everything at this guy and he's still not going away. At no point, even though Toronto scored 17 points, 17 points in the first quarter, did I ever think that they were out of that game watching it. They just kept coming in waves. And you didn't have an answer for Serge Ibaka, of all people, which we'll talk about that in a second. I did forget about that, but I want to talk about it in a second. But... With no Kevin Durant this entire series, and we know that Golden State was able to get past, well, in flying colors, they were able to get past the the, the Portland Trailblazers without Kevin Durant. What this series is doing, the longer that Kevin Durant stays off the floor, it's just further telling me that Durant is the reason that these guys are a dynasty. And as good as that original team was without Kevin Durant... He is the one thing that can put them over the top. And if he shows up tonight, yes, I expect emotional lift from Golden State. And if he comes back and is able to win all three of these games, one, if I'm Kevin Durant, I leave. Anything that was said in the locker room about me, in the media about me, about how I rode coattails, you you can't say that now. Because if you're Kevin Durant, what you can say is, without me, these guys aren't aren't where they are. And that's what Kevin Durant has to go out and prove tonight is that, one, he's healthy and he can play and be a major factor, but two, it's because of him, not in spite of them, in spite of him that they're winning. And Serge Ibaka about to win his first title. um, I know that's a tough pill for a lot of Oklahoma City Thunder fans to swallow, but still in the long run, had Serge stayed, had Surge stage, you don't have Paul George. And the Thunder are much better off with Paul George than they are Serge Ibaka. And chances are, even if you kept Serge, Kevin Durant wasn't hanging around. It was time to let Serge go here in Oklahoma City. I'm happy for him, glad to see that he's winning a championship. But it doesn't necessarily make me nostalgic for what that team was, nor am I pressing the regret button considering the fact that In Oklahoma City during his tenure, he, along with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, weren't able to really ever get it done. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Don't forget to download Himalaya to your phone. Remember, all you got to do, go to the Google Play Store, go to the Apple App Store. It's Himalaya free. It's super easy to use. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast, all part Of the locked on podcast network your team every day coming up next on the locked on thunder podcast the pelicans considering making the absolute most of their anthony davis dilemma we'll talk about that next
1: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This is the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G., And uh, we're wrapping things up today, which uh, the latest news, I saw this on ESPN and I saw it on probasketballtalk.com. But if you have any questions about how smart the New Orleans Pelicans are as a franchise, which I understand it can come into question how smart they are with the way that they've handled certain things, the recent rumors surrounding Anthony Davis isn't one of those things you can really question because now there is talk talk that they want to get multiple teams involved in order to make the Anthony Davis trade. And and maybe, unfortunately, Anthony Davis does get what he wants and he ends up being a Los Angeles Laker, but depending on who else is involved with this, you could possibly, instead of having to do a straight-up trade with the Lakers and maybe taking some players that you don't necessarily want or doing a straight-up trade with, say, Oklahoma City. And yes, I still think Sam Presti needs to be calling New Orleans and, and finding out whether or not the Thunder are a possible partner that the Pels would entertain trading with. Now you can give Anthony Davis, possibly give him to a team that he wants to go, but you can get players from someplace else. And that's huge. Um, it's, it's the smartest thing I've heard about the Anthony Davis situation up to this point. Um, I haven't seen which teams are possibly involved, so unfortunately, I don't have that information for you. But at this time, I look, if this is how I'm rolling if I'm New Orleans. I'm trying to get multiple teams involved, and I might see if I couldn't do something right around draft time just to make that situation happen. And if I'm Anthony Davis, still, the idea of playing with Zion Williamson, I find very appealing, so I don't know that I necessarily want you to go punch the trade button just yet. Tony Parker, thank you very much for retiring. I wish you'd done it a few years sooner when you were still playing for the San Antonio Spurs. But if you look at Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, who are all finally retired right now and all part of the the Spurs and I'll use that term very loosely dynasty. I think what happens is the further we get away from those three guys playing and the success that they had as an organization that's when we will start to appreciate it especially if the Spurs can never get back to a championship and win under Pop we'll appreciate just how much a bigger part the players were because we all, we all understand pop. We all give pop the credit. Pop needed some players to coach and the big fundamental, certainly the leader of that team, but Tony Parker, you can't, obviously you're not going to diminish what his role was and how much he played a part in it. But ultimately this was a guy that when you needed leadership, he could get it done as well. And, in a, in a way, as much as I thought those Spurs teams were boring and weren't really a whole lot of fun to talk about, I'm kind of sad to see those guys go because when it came to foes, they were a lot of fun to go against. They, they were easy guys to dislike, but ultimately, when it's all said and done, well, for the exception of that whole sexting thing that he did with... Eh, never mind. Um, yeah, that wraps up today's show. I'm Eric G. Coming up tomorrow... Um, We'll talk more about the possibility of Bradley Beal coming to Oklahoma City. It's all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder. You
1: are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Prime members.